Hey, expats and travelers, welcome to this week's episode sponsored by WorldPost.io, the virtual mailbox service powered by Anytime Mailbox. We'll get to the features and benefits a little later. If you're interested in becoming an expat, whether you're moving to Portugal or another overseas location, I highly recommend you get your finances in order before you move. Yes, it's actually really important that you do it before you go. I know when we first got started, we did not do it that way. But if we knew John McNertney at Green Ocean Global, we would have gone to him as he's someone that is Lisbon-based and he is experienced with expat financial challenges. So he's a go-to person that we recommend. Right, he can help you with long-term investments, financial systems, and international taxes. And he's actually helped us and producer Dan has used him to explore what it would be like to move abroad and see if it would fit his family's current financial situation. I think what's great about him is that he gives you personalized plans. He will look into your unique situation and he'll help you out. And this is honestly what's super necessary because we get tax questions and finance questions on the YouTube channel and literally no background from the person that's asking us the question. So now we've started to point people to John. Right, because everyone is different and everyone has their own unique situation. So you need an expert to help you out. All right, so visit greenoceanglobal.net for contact information and further assistance. Check out the show notes below. Hello, and welcome, my emerging expat. You're tuned in to Let's Move to Portugal. I'm producer Dan, and I have the distinct honor of bringing you YouTube travelers and our resident Portugal experts, expats everywhere's Josh and Kaylee. Each week, they'll inspire, they'll educate, and they'll accompany you on your journey to Portuguese residency. This week on Let's Move to Portugal, we delve into a friendly face-off between Porto and Braga. Josh, our resident Porto aficionado, goes head-to-head with Rafael, who holds the flag for the historic city of Braga. They each champion their respective locales, highlighting the unique charms, vibrant cultures, and distinctive lifestyles. This is one you don't want to miss. Hey, Josh. Hey, Kaylee. Hi, Dan. How are you? Hey, Dan. Now that you've been back for over a week, you guys caught up on your emails yet? Yeah, just about. I mean, I I got caught up towards the tail end of last week, and then a bunch more came in over the weekend, which usually happens. Um, So yes and no. I definitely am caught up. I think when we got back, I hit the ground running. So because that was one thing that was, you know, stressing me out a little bit. So I was like, okay, I need to, I need to get through these. So I've gotten through a respectable amount. But like Josh said, they always roll in over the weekend and we try not to work too much over the weekend. So just back doing that again, once the beginning of the week hits. Yeah, and I was slow getting back to, to normal. But here we are. A forced unplug that was still good, though. Right? It was. Yeah, it was definitely. It sounds lovely. Well, we had our own adventures here at home. My daughter finally took the training wheels off her bike and is now riding on two wheels. A big milestone for her. That is. Congratulations. Yeah, that is a big milestone. How exciting. You must be a proud papa. (laughs) (laughs) I am indeed. So, Josh, happy belated birthday. How was the celebration? Yeah, the celebration was good. We kept it low key and um, I preferred it that way. But yeah, it was good. Yeah, we don't normally do too much for birthdays anyway, Um, but... Yeah, good times. Yeah, we're not like gift givers to each other either. Uh, we tend to like just save our money for for experiences, whatnot. Well, that certainly seems to fit with your nomadic lifestyle. Now, onto this week's episode. You guys had a live interview with Raphael, right? Can you give us a sneak peek? 
Yeah, this was a lot of fun, actually. Over two different days, we went to Braga and and had recording sessions with Rafael. We put out one video that went on our YouTube channel. Then we recorded with him for his YouTube channel. And then we decided to do a podcast episode for for the listener because we felt like we would be able to make some comparisons between Porto and Braga, something that we didn't do in the video because the video very much was about Braga. And we decided to kind of draw some comparisons between Porto and Braga. I felt like I didn't stick up enough for Porto. Maybe We stick up, I think, every other time. So maybe it was Braga's turn to shine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, this interview was much more of a conversation than, than an interview where, you know, I'm asking questions and just listening. I'm trying to give some input in as well so that, uh, people that are interested in moving to the North can have an idea of, of what Braga and Porto were like. And that's kind of the beauty of having the podcast because, you know, with the YouTube channel, when we interview people, it's generally we ask questions and then they talk about their experience or the location they're in. But with the podcast, with the longer format, it can be a bit more of a conversation like Josh was saying. So comparing Braga and Porto, but you don't think you you gave Porto a, a fair fight? What happened? I don't know. I you just, he, he talked a bit more about Braga and you kind of hailed Braga as well? Well, I mean, there were there were certainly things that I agreed with him on Braga uh, compared to Porto. I mean, it, it does sound like Braga is this like all-encompassing like little city town, whereas, I mean, in my heart of hearts, I know Porto is better. Yeah. But, that's, mean, but that's better for me. I think and, that you and don't- he would say Braga is better for him. I think that you don't necessarily have to stick up for Porto because we live in Porto. So that should say all that of these. That says it all. Yeah, says it all. Yeah. Porto sticks up for itself. I mean, have you met a Portolense? They stick up for themselves for sure. But Braga is a really nice location. It's obviously much smaller than uh, than Porto, but it is really pretty. And Rafael, he's got a really cool setup, good mics and everything. Yeah, it's I was going to mention that. Yeah, his setup is phenomenal. Um, I, I wish that we had the space to do that as well. Uh, and also like the technical know-how and everything. Super professional setup from him. Um, I mean- that's what he does. It is what he does. It's his livelihood, but smart. Yeah, it's a really cool setup. Yeah, I saw the video on YouTube that you guys made with him. His uh, his studio looks awesome. Usually we record remotely, but I bet uh, being live in the studio had a real good feel to it. Yeah, and you know it usually does. Being able to to sit in the same room as someone, there's no lag. You know, sometimes uh, on these remote calls, there's a bit of a lag, so you're waiting for the person to finish. Um, I mean, you know, you should always wait for the person to stop speaking before you start speaking, but it doesn't always happen that way. But sometimes the lag is too long, uh, when you're doing it remote, whereas, you know, being in the room with somebody and kind of, you know, just feeling the energy, it, it's nice. It, it's an it, easier conversation. That's I what think. I was going to say. It makes for easier, better conversation. Yeah. Cause sometimes when we are doing these remotely, if you feel that there's a lag, you maybe don't want to talk as much cause you don't want to interrupt them. And then it'd be like, they were only pausing for like a breath or something. And then it gets like, uh, uh, you know, uh, we're talking at the same time, but obviously in person you never have that. So that's really nice. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think the trickiest thing with lag is when we have three people, like whenever we're interviewing somebody and there's two people on the other line, um, they have a hard time maybe bouncing back and forth. And, you know, for, for us on our video that we did with Raphael, it's like on his podcast, but also he puts it out in video format. He wanted to have both me and Kaylee in it. So 
it was better that it was uh that it was live and we were sitting um you know with him but it still kind of felt like that that remote type of feel where we're sitting waiting for the other person to answer not wanting to talk <laughs> too much otherwise we'd be spending two hours on air <laughs> right and i mean sometimes with stuff like that when we're asked certain questions josh and i can both answer and we might have the same answer or different answers but we both have an input on it so it's kind of like we get the question and then we look at each other like okay who's going first yeah, kind of thing yeah. <laughs> yeah right stay tuned listener we're about to dive into this exciting episode with Raphael after a short break Worldpost.io is powered by Anytime Mailbox, which means you can get your mail anytime, anywhere, even on your smartphone. And they really have competitive pricing with their lowest package starting at $5 per month. Here's a cool feature they have. Worldpost can relay things from the U.S. to Europe. So that includes documents. <laughs> Amazon purchases. Amazon the purchases. US. <laughs> and you can get it to Portugal. And they have a variety of packages. Some include secure shredding, free junk mail filters, and things like that. I bet you love that junk mail filter. Oh, lots of junk mail. I sign up for a lot of newsletters. <laughs> She's not joking. So if you're interested in worldpost.io, you can visit the website or check the link in the show notes below. Okay, let's talk about Lusitana Dreams because what they're offering is really great. Yeah, it definitely is. And Dallas actually has grown Lusitano Dreams since we first met him. So he's really getting his process dialed in. The thing that I like about it is it removes the barrier and, and choke point of the proof of accommodation. Because that's been one of the biggest things that the D7 and the D8 for the, like the long-term people have had problems with, right? Yeah, it's definitely something that is really hard to lock yourself into sight unseen. But here you can have a legitimate contract. You can rest assured that it's going to be a soft landing because you're coming into a furnished place in a good location, in a livable location, until you can kind of get your bearings and figure out where you really want to live. And the cool thing about it is that they can start your lease when you arrive. So you're not like burning a few months of, of cash essentially paying for an apartment or paying for a lease that you're not using. Yeah, that's one that's really hard to negotiate, trying to get a lease that starts when you want to arrive and not when you are actually applying. So the fact that they offer that as a service to where you're not, like you said, burning those months saves you a lot of money. Yep, Lusitano Dreams offers visa-friendly proof of accommodation. So that could be for the D7 visa or the D8 visa. And their properties include detached houses, apartments, room rentals as well in different locations like Lisbon, Cascais, Lule, and they're expanding too. So uh, soon to be Porto and quite possibly Silver Coast. Yeah, which is really exciting. So check out Lusitano Dreams for more information. We have a link in the show notes below. Raphael, man, hello, it's, hello. It's good to be chatting again. Yes, we, it's uh, been forever. A whole five minutes. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we we have have a good time doing this, and um, it's been long enough in the making that now we're yeah. actually able to sit down and have several conversations and feels good. Yeah, no, I mean, really, man, I, I'm so excited. Like I was saying during our recording session, I found out about you guys quite a while ago. And so even when you contacted me, I think last year yep. saying, Hey, we should get together. I'm like, Oh dude, this is awesome. Like I, this, I'm so excited. So it's a truly a pleasure to have you guys here in my home and be able to chat with you and like to see, we actually can have a conversation and get 100%, along. 100% <laughs> man, 100%. I like doing this. I like doing it a lot. We get a question about, about, 
Porto and Braga a lot. Mm. I think people that are interested in moving up to the north, they're kind of questioning which place it should be. And although I think that there are more places in the north that people could consider, but we get Porto versus Braga a lot. So I'd like to talk to you today about impressions of Porto from your standpoint, being someone uh, that lives in Braga, Braga resident. And then I'd like to give some of my impressions of Braga uh, only visiting here and not actually living here. Mm. Mm. So start me off with, you know, some of the things that you see in Porto and we'll see uh, if if I feel like they're true or not. Yeah. So, I mean, like coming from Braga, the one, the first thing that I notice, especially because I usually, when I get, I'll go by train when I go and I'll get off at San Bento station. So the first thing is like, I notice tourist traps, like right downtown in the center. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is definitely not my small little city in Portugal. Yeah. Like that's the one thing. But then once you get out a little bit further, like way beyond Aliados, way beyond all of that central area. Yeah. Then it starts to like, you start noticing like Portuguese neighborhoods, yeah. Portuguese speakers. Like I've had situations where I'm in the center and it's like, I'm trying to speak Portuguese and the person responds to me and it's English. like, hold yeah. on, wait, what's going on? What country are we in? But yeah. that was kind of like really the first thing that hits me. Whereas here in Braga, for example, I can say that my impression here has been more so that like, you do have touristy times of year and the center is definitely touristic and you see prices higher in the center than other places, but it's not in the same way that I've noticed mm-hmm. in, in, in Porto. Okay. I don't know if that's kind of the direction you okay. were wanting to go. Yeah, but man, that's like- absolutely. So I think you, you, you're a hundred percent correct about being spit out of Salbento station mm. into the middle of what is like the tourist center of, of the city. And it, and it makes sense that the train station, one of the two train stations in the city would drop people off there. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that absolutely makes sense. But you're right. It's like from, from 360 degrees around that spot, you hit one of the principal landmarks that a tourist would want to go visit. Um, where is it in in the city that you find, OK, this is kind of the line where if I pass it now, I'm out of the tourist center. Uh, you know, I wouldn't even have the name of that off the top of my head, but it's definitely like I mean, I can say hopping in an Uber like already not that far out, but maybe like 10 minutes. Okay. Like, then it's already like starts to feel like a different neighborhood, like okay. on the way towards Matazinhos, like there's a neighborhood already after the center because you have like that long road that takes you Boa down. Vista. Mm-hmm. Avenue de Boa Vista. So thank you for the education there. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I know the map better in Braga than Porto, but sure. uh, already by the time that you're like starting to get like quite a ways down, it feels more like just again, like that sort of more local vibe rather than a tourist vibe. Is that kind of hundred percent? You hit the nail on the head. Um, okay. So I completely agree with you. I think the, the line that we kind of see is, is basically at Trinidad station. So that's the center Uh, metro station where all the lines meet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at least currently, uh, I think that there might be some changes, uh, with the new lines that are coming in, Mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to Porto, but currently, uh, all the lines meet at Trinidad station. So everything kind of South of Trinidad station is more or less the tourist center. Okay. That makes and, sense. And tourists don't tend to go North of Trinidad station. Cause that's already by the time the next station is the opera house or something, or the music station. Casa de Musica. Um, so Casa de Musica is a few more uh-huh. Metro stops away, 
And that would be a place that tourists, I think, should want to visit. Mm-hmm. And there's also the 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 rotunda there yeah. has a beautiful monument in the middle. Uh-huh. That's cer- certainly something to take a picture of. But the let's say like 90 percent of the touristy things to do in the city mm-hmm. would be south of Trinidad Station. So that's like working uh-huh. your way to Hibeta. Uh-huh. So you're going to pass the city hall. Um, you're going to have like Kledigosh Tower on the right side. On the left, up the hill, you have another nice church and uh, you have theaters all around there. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Say Cathedral, so the old cathedral in mm-hmm. the city, uh, which has beautiful views yeah. over kind of the river and, yeah. uh, you know, one of the bridges on the left side. Um, yeah, there's yeah. so many beautiful view- viewpoints, like even just yeah. in the city itself not having to go to like a specific viewpoint, like in Lisbon, for example, you have to go to a, a viewpoint yeah. to be able to see. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been one thing. Cause also like, I mean, for me, I, I love Porto, but like the thing that I have the biggest problem with so hilly, I mean, Braga is okay. not yes, flat. Let's talk about that. Yeah. But Porto, well, I'll say it like this. Okay. So Braga is pretty flat. By comparison to Porto, yeah. definitely. But it depends on what neighborhood you're in and what part of town. Yes. Because once you start getting, even there's some parts of the center, there's one street like right off of the main central square. And that's a pretty steep hill. Um, Here in Braga. In Braga. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Just off of the, men- the central square. But like once you get out, like also towards like Nugueiro and kind of the areas closer towards um, Bon Jesus and Sameiru, then of course you're dealing more with hill, hills, but still it's not like as steep as what you might find in Porto. But even I, I joke about this all the time, like, okay, Braga is somewhat flat-ish. Porto is pretty hilly, but yep. then if you get up to Spain and Vigo, mm-hmm. like that's mountainous. They have escalators in the middle of the city there. Yeah. So at least it's not like Vigo level, yes. like mountains that you have there. Yes. No, that, that's, that's, uh, that's accurate for sure. I think one of the stigmas that Porto has um, from tourists versus residents is that it's a, a really hilly place. Mm-hmm. So mainly the hills are in the touristy areas, uh, um, not by design, of course. Yeah. But um, once you get, like I said, north of Trinidad Station, uh, you work your way up the the famed Santa Catarina. Um, the, the street who was at Santa Catarina and there's a section of Santa Catarina, which you would still consider the, the city center. Um, and it's pedestrian only, hmm. but then when it turns into like where cars can go as well, you go up that street to Marques. Once you hit Marques, it's definitely flat mm-hmm, and it, mm-hmm. it's flat, like both really to the, to the East and West and then pushing further north. Yeah. Like almost there's a certain point that you hit, like it's almost flat all the way to Matazinish at some point. Yeah. So, so from, from Marques through, um, Bovista down to Park Cidad, and that's kind of the, the line that divides Foch the Douro, the mm-hmm. neighborhood, the, the posh neighborhood of Porto where, where it's really affluent. And then on the other side, the Northern side of that street would be Matazinos. All of that is is like a very slow grade downhill mm-hmm. working back towards sea level, mm-hmm. but it's very gradual. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might feel it if you're trying to like push a stroller uphill. <laughs> Sounds like you haven't done that before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, it doesn't it doesn't feel as steep as the hills that you confront in Hibeta for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that none of that's really that touristy, right? So right. most most visitors to the city don't find themselves out there. Yeah. But if you're gonna live somewhere and you need it flat, there are pockets of Bonfim, of of Marques, of Antes, of Boavista that are really flat and very mm-hmm. kind of 
pedestrian friendly uh, in terms of being easy on the knees, whether you're going <laughs> up or down. Well, I'll say even to, to be fair, though, at the same time, even though the Porto can be hilly, if you plan your route well enough, it actually isn't the worst. Like, right. I, I'm not a fan of like big ups and downs, but if you get the right kind of directions, like I would say heading up the hill from... Um, uh, from the San Bento station, passing Aliadush and like through that area, like kind of heading in that direction and then going up the hill that direction, then falling downhill through the center for me has been one of the better ways to go. Cause it's like mm. not okay. Definitely a steep uphill at some points, yep. but it's just enough that it's like, all right, can deal with it. You get to the tower and then it's a downhill from there and it's easy. You get down to the riverfront and it's very pleasant. You can cross over into Villanova de Gaia. Yep. And I, I mean, that is so easy to do in like a couple of hours, not even an afternoon. Yes. You can see a huge amount of the city in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad you brought that up. You're talking really about kind of the walkability and scope of the yeah. city, the yeah. size of the city. Um, I find Braga to be a very small, like, let's call it a medium sized city, but, but is it just a big town? Like it feels like everything is, is very dense in the center in terms of like from a tourist perspective, um, like all of the kind of stuff to see and do is in the center. And then maybe some people live on the outside and maybe that's the place to live, but it just feels small. Yeah. So you're, you're right in that. Like, I would say that's a definitely like, there's something to be said about that. Cause like really most of what you'll want, like the touristy kind of things are like very much in the center, like in the, the, the old historic center, the only two things that I would say are that are outside of the center are really Samedu and Bon Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to get out further then there's other things, but it's really, those are kind of the, the, the main things is really the center and then up in the mountains. But what you were saying also about like kind of getting out a little bit, most people kind of live a little bit outside of the center. Like once, like most of the the buildings that you see in the center, like maybe what, not more than four floors, five floors would be like a big deal. There's one building in the center that's actually pretty tall, but, um, once you get out a little bit further, apartments become larger, you get more space, mm-hmm. you get more for your money. The prices come down a little bit because the center is definitely in any city going to yep. be the most expensive. I mean, especially Avenue de Libertad, mm-hmm. um, that's already starts to become like once it's the um, the non uh, pedestrian part, that's already kind of like you're done with most of the touristy kind of part of the city. Okay. Have you looked at, at housing prices like to buy in, in this area? A little bit, not, not a ton. I mean, not specifically talking about like where I live just to not give that up, but mm-hmm. I've looked generally around Braga and I can say like, again, like the, 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 the past year, seven, eight months since I've been here, what is it? Seven, six, whatever. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, that the prices have definitely been going up, but more so in the rental market. Yeah. Okay. That's the bigger problem here in Baraga because there's just so little available Mm -hmm. and what little available, like I just heard the other day that there was like someone was looking at apartments, like what would have been maybe seven, 800 last year is now 12, 1300 this year. Okay. Big increase. Shoo. Yeah. That's deep. Well, I mean, it's, it's steep in Porto as well. Do you find that Braga is, um, is a car culture? Like people tend to own cars and, and use them as opposed to walking around. That's tough to say. Cause I would say if we're talking about Portugal in general, there's not the same car culture as what you would see in the States. Cause sure. things aren't as spread out, but 
a lot of my friends here do own cars. I personally don't, and I don't mm -hmm. feel that it's necessary. Like for me, I would spend more in a year having a car here than just taking Ubers around. Sure. Like same for us. Like it, to me, sure. it doesn't make sense. Like especially By a wide margin. Yeah. yeah. And especially once you consider the, the big problem in Braga, especially when most of the places that you would go out to, the parking is going to be very difficult to find. Even if you're going out to Braga Park, like, yeah, there's a, there's a parking lot there. So you'd be able to find, but if you're going to like one of the restaurants, that's kind of closer to that area or even a little bit further down towards the, um, to the university, mm -hmm. even though it's a residential area, there's not like a ton of street parking, especially in the center. There are public parking lots, but even then not everybody wants to park in a public parking lot. Relatively speaking, they're not like crazy expensive, right? but it's still there are going to be people looking for public Three. parking. Like I have a, a Portuguese friend, and he's like, "I will not park in one of the municipal <laughs> lots. I will only park on the street." Right. And so that's something I. It's, it's always kind of funny because he'll be late because he's looking for parking yeah, on yeah, the yeah. street. But so. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily the most friendly in some ways, especially if you're closer to the center. If you're a little further out, having a car, I would say, makes sense. Okay. Uh, especially if you're like just a little bit outside of the city, then definitely like it would be it's difficult. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's interesting you say that because I think that there's a similarity between the two. I think mm -hmm. that most of the Portuguese people we know have cars. And yeah. like to me, that's that's a bit wild because it's like, we're in a very, very uh, public transportation rich city. Yeah, the, with metro, the metro system. With the metro. And I the love bus. that metro. Yeah, it, it covers it covers a ton of ground. Yeah, um, and it's going to get even better by twenty five, twenty six mm. because we'll have the line extension, we'll have a new line. Um, very cool. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll connect with uh, Villanova de Gaia better. Oh wow! Yeah, so it, it's odd to me that uh, people are so heavily reliant on their car in the city. Mm -hmm. I understand people wanting a car to get out and explore the countryside yeah. because really by car is like the only way you can do it. In, yeah, in a lot of, there's no other option. Like even if yeah. you want to get to some of the, the best places, no. the bus situation is going to be iffy at best. I mean, mm -hmm. okay, here in Braga, there's actually one cool thing is you can get to the river and there's like going to be one or two buses per hour. I think it's usually one. Okay. And so you will be able to get down there or well, rather up there. Yep. Um, so that's a good thing to be able to have. But then if you're thinking about that and you're going with a group of like three, four people, yep. an Uber out there is not going to be like it's all that, that expensive. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because generally speaking, like when I first got here, the price of like the minimum price of an Uber was like three twenty ish, maybe three. Then it went up to like minimum was like three eighty. Now it's kind of back down to that three twenty. But I'll say normally when I ride around town, doesn't matter if I'm going to the opposite end of town or this or that, it will normally be that minimum fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I find the same to be true in Porto. I mean, really? Yeah, we we look at like pulling up either Bolt or Uber and kind of comparing like, okay, what right. what are what are the prices we're, you we're pull getting up offered? One, pulls up the other. We absolutely <laughs> do that, and you know sometimes we like one of us will have a promotion on Uber and the yeah. other won't, yeah. so the price will be different. Um, but yeah, like it will cost. Sometimes you'll see two euros and some change. Whoa. Uh, but usually it's around three. Um, if, if it's 
quite far it'll be like six to ten or if it's on peak when it rains it definitely shoots up because there's more people riding uh so less availability i don't know if it's like that here when it's yeah it rains definitely well because also the thing is there's there are fewer drivers here there's sure like you can get them but especially during peak times you might have to wait a little bit longer than in porto like in porto i've had much better luck much faster response times Mm -hmm. for them actually showing up if it's not during rush hour. Right. Rush hour in Porto, I've noticed, Bad. is much worse you than might as in well Braga. Walk. Oh, <laughs> gosh. I mean, actually, one time that I had to go to an office that was kind of in that neighborhood just right before Matazini, like close to uh, the mall there, like on the opposite yep. side of the highway. And I was trying to figure out, okay, what's the best thing for me to do? Because like this time of day, it was like seven o'clock. Yeah. Even trying to get back via the highway, whatever route they were going to take was just going to be a mess. Mm -hmm. So I ended up just grabbing a a scooter, like one of the bolt scooters. Yes. But the problem was that the edge of the map stops at like right before the mall. So I figured, okay, I'll take it there and then walk to the metro and take the metro back into the city. Because even though that wasn't the shortest option, Mm -hmm. it was still going to be much faster than trying to get an Uber or bolt back into the city. Yeah. Whereas here in Braga, if you're in the city, traffic is going to be like, oh, an extra five minutes, right. an extra 10 minutes. Whereas in Porto, I had one experience where it was like, I didn't get down a block for like a half an hour in one place. Yeah. I mean, that was maybe an extreme, but yeah, that, that does sound like an extreme, but I can, I can bet that it was around uh, some construction as well. No, actually, I don't, well, I don't remember saying, I think it was, it could have been an accident. Cause That's we had some been. bad issues with construction in the, the, the center part, like around Aliados. Yeah. Um, well, it's it, just in the center. It's a mess. It's a mess. Begin. Well, yeah. and, and it's because they're putting in the new Metro line there. So right. they're having to kind of like change the lanes. Sometimes drivers will get down there and not know what's happening. You'll right. have people who have rented a car and like, literally they don't know <laughs> where to go. And it's, you know, it gets, it gets changed like right. every week. Yeah. So people get down there and they get confused and then it, it yeah. just bottles up. Well, also those, there are a lot of two lane streets when you get uh-huh. down. I mean, okay. If you're in the Northern part of Aliyah, there's at the top of the hill, like wider streets. But once you get down to the bottom towards the train station mm-hmm. then it's like then you if you if you miss your turn you have to make a All huge loop around, around mm-hmm. and, and that's also a problem here in braga too like if you that the kind of not necessarily that one half of the city will be going one direction or the other direction but there are parts where it's like if you don't get the, the right turn at the right time yeah you will have to do a loop around yeah especially because like we do have some of the underground um tunnels here like that's actually something that i think is really amazing that they've done is that in the center it used to be like that the whole center had cars going through it and there was the um the fountain i believe was a roundabout or something i don't remember exactly what it was and then even the 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 Praça Central was like a parking lot, uh-huh. um, but now it's all completely pedestrian. But I'm glad underneath all of that is where the cars go, and it's uh-huh. amazing as it a, is. just as a resident in Braga to be able to walk around. You have fresh, clean air for mm-hmm. the most part. Yes, as long as there's a, a good breeze, and sometimes even walking in Braga, we'll get the sea breeze coming in from the ocean because it's not that far. Yeah. But um, that alone, having the ability to walk without thinking about cars, I think is 
absolutely wonderful. Like you can get a little bit of that in Porto, but it's not the same as in Braga. No, it's not. And and that kind of leads to the next part that I want to talk to you about is just kind of what the municipality has done from a tourist point of view, mm-hmm. from, from my point of view, not living here, but Kaylee and I have spent several weeks here um, in, in different stretches. We find that Braga's municipality has done an amazing job at like cultivating spots that are are green and like floral and, um, you know, cutting off areas that should be pedestrian only, um, just allowing people to have the ability to walk without having to worry about cars. Um, That's amazing. In contrast, mm-hmm. we don't find that in Porto. We, f- we feel like of all the cities that we visited, um, maybe Porto is, is behind in that area. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wish that we could, you know, like call up the, the mayor and be like, yo, <laughs> come on now. Right. We're the second city of Portugal and, and we're really behind on, on these like kind of key things. Right. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think definitely. I mean, I know for a fact, like, I think it's within like the past 15 years or so, the mayors of Braga have been like, okay, instead of in, because they invested heavily years ago into the hospitals and medical infrastructure here. Mm -hmm. But then there was kind of these, this new idea that came in with a new mayor and it's like, all right, we need to invest in beautifying the city. And it's amazing what they do. Like even the, um, the main Avenida de Libertad, the, uh, the, the pedestrian area there, Mm -hmm. they're always putting in new flowers. I mean, sometimes I'm like, really? Maybe get some like flowers that will last a little bit, but like every season there's always, it doesn't matter, middle of winter, this, that, like, it feels like they're always putting something in. Okay. Maybe not. Well, maybe even off the top of my head, I can't think, but, uh, it's, I will say that there's one little kind of park. I don't know the name. It's kind of between, I feel horrible that I don't even know these names, but it's between, um, a church and the kind of big tower in the center of town. I'm horribly describing this, but also you have the trams that go through the, like, this little green park. In, in Porto? In Porto. Okay. I, I, I wish I could think of the name of it off the top. Like, it's, one, it's my favorite area. And I've, I put a, a video of this on my Instagram with one of the, the trams going by. And I think that's a great little corner. But it's kind of that's the corner for greenery in, yeah. the, city, in the city there. Yeah. Like, here, like in Braga, you have uh, Jardim Santa Barbara in the oh, middle of beautiful. the city. Gorgeous. I mean, if you have allergies, avoid it like the Nightmare. plague. <laughs> but from a visual perspective, the flowers, the colors. Right that next they to do. Cafe Lusitano, right? Uh, Pastelaria. Pastelaria. Because okay. there but is Lusitano, Lusitano, right? Lusitano, yeah. Lusitano, yeah. There, I just found, I, I realized this the other day because I was telling someone where to go and I was like, I looked up Cafe Lusitano. I was like, what? This is a it's different not the part name, of town. Yeah. And so it's Pastelaria. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's such a nice area. Oh, it's Gorgeous. And it's wonderful to be able to sit out there. Even there's um, a burger place across. I wouldn't say, I'm not going to say good or bad, but it's a place I personally wouldn't Average. go to. Uh, I've had a very negative experience. I oh, won't okay. go into detail. Okay. But I would say going to sit there for a drink, hmm. it's great because you just have, you're right in the middle of the city. It's a little bit off the, the, the main tourist drag. But even if you're sitting on the tourist drag, like there's a new place that opened up um, a few months ago, Antu, which is it's like it's literally the heart of the town like i don't know if you've noticed the um the rolex store like right at that kind of four-way crossway so it's next to the to the rolex store okay and like you just have life passing by you there or even um different uh restaurants that are all along that little way there it's wonderful to be able to sit but then you can get 
off the beaten path um, and going up to the say and in front of the say, like it's funny in front of the, the cathedral is the main mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of bar scene. Um, and that's a fun place to sit out and yeah. have a, have a drink with some friends or even getting a little bit away from that. You get up one street and you got a whole bunch of restaurants just right there. So no matter what you're kind of looking for, if you're looking for the super touristy, like the knickknacks and just seeing that or if you want like a little bit of a touristy restaurant or if you want to get a little bit further away from that mm. you can have all those different experiences because like what you were saying also that it feels like a big town something that i'm always saying when i'm talking to people is that to me it feels like in some ways it has the benefits of being in a city mm-hmm. but also the wonderful aspects of small town living when i'm walking around town i feel like i'm seeing a lot of the same faces i'm recognizing them they're recognizing me it's like oh hi hola bon dia bon tarde. uh and even with that though if i need something i don't necessarily have to look online for some specialty store okay maybe if it's a special piece of equipment or something mm-hmm. then i might but very often I'll be able to go to one of the malls. I mean, that's again, like one of the cool things here in Braga, we've got, well, got malls. three, four malls. Yeah. And, you've got, you've yeah. got some shopping yeah. for sure. Literally one of them is called Braga shopping. <laughs> Braga shopping. Yeah. shopping. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, so you're talking a bit about the people, are people recognizing you from your channel or is it just like, because you're a resident here and people are recognizing you cause you're walking by on a regular basis? Both. Okay. Uh, the Portuguese just from kind of day to day interactions. Okay. Yeah. Expats are like, are you Raphael? Is that, yeah, yeah. are you that guy? Oh, we loved your walking tour through Prague. <laughs> like that's kind of the video that, that people first catch when they're looking at Prague. It's, it's, so it's interesting. Like sometimes I'll go to the expat meetups and people be like, Oh, I don't want to interrupt you. Is yeah. I'm so sorry. It's like, Oh no, it's cool. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm a regular person. I'm not like, I'm not the quote unquote influencer. Like I'm not better than anybody. I'm just like, yeah. no, like come up, let's have a conversation. I'm cool with that. Okay. Okay. So then I've got to ask you this because you're starting to to interact more with locals and, yeah. and get to know them. What are your impressions of, of let's say triperos, the, the people in, <laughs> in Porto versus people in Braga? And what's the nickname for people in Braga? Bracarense, I think. Is that it? Okay. I think that's it. No, nothing more fun like triperos. No, are, we don't have the alfacinhas and all alfacin- that. Yeah, alfacinhas are for Lisbon. Yeah. Uh, it's like lettuce heads, I guess, or let, lettuce. Lettuce. Yeah. I, I guess, then, yeah. And then triperos would be tripe. Tripers. Uh, tripers, they eat, like people who eat tripe. Yeah. Yeah. And no, because I'll say. And then we'll talk about food. Yeah. Oh gosh. Food. <laughs> oh, that's a big one. We're going to yeah. have to talk about that. <laughs> um, I'll say if we're generalizing in Portugal, there's going to be a lot more similarities between people from Braga and people from Porto than mm. from people in Lisbon. Yep. There's going to be, and that's already a controversial statement probably, but not for me. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I mean, for Portuguese people, some Portuguese people that I know might be offended by that. Oh, okay. But that's kind of more what I mean. But I'm saying okay. as a generalization, mm. kind of looking at it as from an outsider's perspective. Yes. So to say, like, is there a real big difference? I'm not going to say that there's a massive difference, but mm. I might say that actually this gets into what I was saying before, that sometimes Braga has a small town feel mm. that you get some of the, the pleasantries of that, like okay. people smiling at you, like you have your regular place that you go. I mean, of course, I'm sure you can get that in Porto, but yeah, I do. Here, uh, yeah. So that's mm. the thing that anywhere in Portugal, even in Lisbon, you could get that. Mm. Lisbon is a whole different category, even the Algarve, not Portugal. That's a different story. Mm. But 
in general, my experience of people from Braga has been, if we're going to generalize people from the north, super warm, yeah. super helpful, super welcoming. But Braga, I would say, is even more so than Porto in okay. that respect. Not that it's going to be like, oh, so different that like that Porto people from Porto are cold by comparison. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It's just that they're all warm, very warm. But people from Braga are maybe a little extra. I mean, even something that I am always noticing is like at crosswalks, people will stop their cars mm. and like will make the time to actually wait for you. Even if they don't have to, even if they're like yes. half I've, a block down, that. they will slow down. They'll be really cool. I mean, is it the same in Porto also? No, um, I would say I would say that the drivers in Porto are a bit more aggressive. Uh-huh. Um, Big city drivers. Y- yeah. Yeah, by comparison. I mean, by comparison, by comparison. <laughs> We're talking about Portugal. <laughs> exactly, by comparison. I would say, though, that Kaylee and I have definitely had a different experience uh, in terms of friendliness of mm-hmm. of people in Braga versus people in Porto. Um, I do th- agree with you 100 percent that if we're if we're making a generalization, people in the north are warmer than people in other parts of the country. Um, but but we, it's not to say that also that people aren't warm in other correct. parts of the country. That's I correct. think that's a, a big point that we have yeah, to make, of course. Absolutely. And I agree with that. But we have had more awkward interactions with people in Braga than we have in our time in Porto. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it honestly just happened to us a, a few days back when we, we went up to visit uh, the Braga Stadium. Um, um Oh man, like we, we had a real run in with, with two separate, uh, 2045 Seguranza, um, guards. Really? And it was like, it was really big, a really big misunderstanding, but it was one where it's like, calm down, like, like take your 10 down to a three and and let's like have a conversation about, about this because like clearly I'm not trying to do anything nefarious here. Right. Like, why are you assuming that? Well, this and is the thing also about people from Braga is that they're warm, but they also can be hot. They're they're spicy. They're spicy. Okay. They're very so spicy. That is that is one hundred percent my my impression of people from from Braga. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. So. Good. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm saying not even in a that. negative way. Like no, even no. like the the use they're of hot blooded though. Yeah. Well, definitely. I mean, even if you listen to the language, like okay, in the north, they swear a lot. A lot. But. Braga is kind of like the capital of, of swearing, swearing from what I've heard, like okay. that it's much more of a, an accepted part of the language, male or female, whereas in other mm. parts of the country, they'll use it less, but it will maybe be more male leaning sure. for usage. Sure. Um, like in most cultures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But here, like women are less sweary. Yeah. I mean, I meet my some, wife. Some people, <laughs> there's some people that I've met here that are, uh, um, like professional businesswomen, like mm. very well buttoned up, like clean cut. And then you hear them speaking in English and and then in Portuguese, I'm like, whoa, okay. That's a whole different side of the personality uh-huh. there that I wouldn't expect necessarily. Yeah, totally. Okay. So food. Oh, big topic. Uh, have you gotten into kind of the the regional dishes up here are, do you have a strong opinion on Porto versus Braga in terms of food? Uh, and then, and then there's the, and then there's the Francesinha. Actually, that's what I was about to say is that sure. I am 1 million percent 
Braga, Francesinha, over Porto. I almost can't even eat the, 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 the Porto. Is it because of the sauce? Like you prefer the, the sauce the and the way sauce. that it's put together. Like I'll say hands down best Francesinha I've ever had is Taberna Belga. Taberna Belga. There is nothing better on this planet or really in Portugal. <laughs> in terms of a Francesinha. In terms of Francesinha. <laughs> yeah. No, because like, especially if you get like the, the Lomo de Boy, like the kind yeah. of the nicer yeah, you one. you need the nicer cut of meat. That one, yeah. I mean, it'll come out not just like medium rare, it'll be like almost blue steak. Mm. And, but you don't notice it yeah. because it's just, there's so much. It's, it's warm and there's, yeah. The, the, yeah. And the sauce is rich. thicker in Braga. And if, uh, from what I've heard, they also add like kind of like a shrimp kind of something. Oh, give it or, like a little umami. Yeah. So that's one thing that I know is one of the differences between the sauces. Okay. And like, also for me, like because of how liquid the sauce is in Porto, it's like, I don't know. It's like, Which ones have you had in Porto? I can't, you know, I wouldn't even know the names. It's okay, like, that's bad. Yeah. I, I just, it's like, it's places that I've been introduced to by okay. locals okay. or that like, I looked up reviews and this was like the top place that you're supposed to go to. I wouldn't know mm. the name. It's just, this is the thing. That Taberna Belga has ruined me with all others that I can't remember. I don't want to remember any other names because they're not going to be able to compare at all. <laughs> Have you had any other Francesinhas outside of Taberna Belga in Braga? For a while, I was down with Londrina, but something changed within the past months, this year. That it, oh. it changed somehow. Okay. I, 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 I don't necessarily know exactly what, but it felt like a quality change and also... The reason why the supplier changed, it and, could be, yeah. and also some of the portions. I, maybe I'm wrong, but it felt like it got a little smaller. But okay. for a similar price, might not be so. a bad thing though to get a little smaller. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, like, if you're doing it, just you do, just do it, it all just the way. Like, yeah, but, yeah. Um, Kaylee would definitely agree with that. <laughs> no, she goes for a Francesinha. She goes for uh, it. Oh, you have to, yeah. and especially they have the the potato wedges at Taberna Londrina. That's mm. the one thing they've really got going for them. But mm. um, yeah, I've tried the actual the first time I tried and it was the biggest mistake at what was it not Cafe Viana but just a couple doors down there um, right on the main square the in front of the um, uh, uh, the 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 um, the fountain yeah one of those touristy spots that was the first place that I ever tried one I, I can't remember the name I'm horrible with names great with faces great with locations but remembering names I'm the worst um, but I tried one there the first time and I almost was never going to eat a, a Francesinha ever again. Yeah. It was just basic, not hot basic. dogs it was instead, of, instead of sausage. It was just, it had a really funky taste in mm. a bad kind of way. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, whatever. I don't know. I've had it. It was good, but I wouldn't eat it again. And I couldn't even finish the whole one. Yeah. Then some friends were like, okay, we're going to go to Belga tonight. I'm like, all right, whatever. Oh, I'll one. give it a chance. Fine. Yeah. No, but it's the best place. Like, can we go somewhere else? Like, no, no, no. This, you have to try. Like, I went there and I was a convert. You were converted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do have to agree with you about Taberna Belga. Like that sauce is special. Oh. Um, so in Porto, we like yuku. Mm -hmm. And Yuku is, is also owned by the same person that owns Brazil. Oh. And there are a couple different um, outlets of Brazil that are in Porto. I don't know if there are any here in Braga, but Londrina, for example, is one of those crossovers where yeah. there's, there's one in Braga, there's one in Porto as well. Even Lisbon. In Lisbon, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's much more of a chain. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the, the Francesinha, like the meat quality and everything that yeah. you get uh, in in Yuku is top. Yeah. And I would say it, it might be better than 
uh, Taberna Belga. Really? But the composition of everything with that sauce from Taberna Belga, for us, it pushes that one over. Now, we're, spi- huh. we're spicy fans. We like that spiciness yeah. of the sauce uh, at, at Londrina. So it well, wins the day for that. you can order the spicy sauce on the side. That's the cool thing. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you get that like, the, little picture. picture. Yeah. And you tell them. Which or, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, get a, you get a picture of gravy. <laughs> Actually, it's funny because like one time I ordered from Londrina on Uber Eats because I was working late that night. I was like, I don't have time to cook for myself. I don't have time for this. I was like, okay. I need something brought to me and I want serious protein and carbs to make it through the rest of this night. And so I ordered it, but they ended up accidentally giving me the wrong order from Londrina. But there was a guy, he had ordered not just the Francesinha with fries, but he ordered it with extra sauce on this. I was like, this is a thing. Yeah, (laughs) I I mean, like, okay, I, I realized, okay, maybe adding spicy sauce, but a whole extra portion of sauce. Now that's intense. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Any other food dishes that you that you like that are in Braga? Yeah, I, I would say like a lot of the um, like the salty stuff, like okay. the chisoys and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And I mean, I guess you find that also important. Porto, too, yeah. but like it's kind of a commonality. But something I enjoy about them a little bit more here, I will say that my favorite. Um, pastel de nata is in Porto. I haven't found one in Braga. Which one? Um, nata sweet nata. Oh, okay. Oh, that's probably been my favorite one so far. I mean, okay. it's a chain, yeah. but I like it. I would yeah. even say I not necessarily, I like the filling more than, um, even, um, pastel de Belém. Okay. Sure. But the, 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 the crust the of crust. pastel de Belém is you can't beat Tops. that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, in general, I would say even like, um, oh, what is it? Uh, Bacalhão in Bacalhão a Braga. That's one that, that's worth trying. Have you had yeah, that? Yeah, here? yeah, yeah for it's, sure. I mean, it's a giant piece of fried fish just surrounded by potatoes, fried onions, and sometimes nice. fried peppers. It's a great yeah. dish. And I mean, it's a dish that's so famous, you can find it in other regions yeah. of the country, right? They do it like the Braga style. Yeah. Right? And, and even here, like, I've had it a few, quite a few different places, and it's like I've yet to have one that was bad. But this mm-hmm. is also if you like bacalhão, because a lot of people don't That's like right. it. Especially like I have family from the northeast of the U.S., and they're used to fresh cod, so they right they don't they're mess like, around. Yeah, like I mean, for me, like I'm cool with it. Like it's fine. Like I get it can be super salty, especially if it hasn't been properly dehydrated yeah. or rehydrated, rehydrated. rather. Mm-hmm. Um, but like arroz de pato, like I, that's a big one out here. Like that for me, that one's too dry. Yeah. For me, it's too salty and oh, I'm, I'm cool with salty foods, but yeah. that one gets a little bit much for me. Yeah. Even sometimes if it's not properly done, also bacalhão, mm. like I like it, mm. but, or even, um, I mean, bacalhão con natas. I mean, like there are these things that I would say are very general. There's not general from the north yeah, yeah a yeah, lot yeah. of things that i would say are in my experience that i've had that i've tried so far that mm. are really so specific to braga yeah it's just maybe there's a slight variation on certain things because i mean bacalhão just to begin with for every day of the year you could have five different it's recipes right. that will and never have the out. same two <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure i mean the the principal one that jumps to my mind that actually i don't really care for kaylee definitely doesn't like is is tripe the, oh, yeah. The, yeah, the no. tripa, the yeah. portos. I can't yeah. do I, I'm, intestines. I'm older de porto, I guess is how to say it. Uh, poof. 
it's not for me. Yeah. Like, like at, at best it's going to taste like kind of like dirty rags. Um, yeah, even in Italy, like where I was living before it, it tripe is like, it's I, a thing. Yeah, like I, I didn't I, like I don't, tripe in the States. I, I'd had I it. Can't. And, uh, I never heard of tripe in the States. Oh, <laughs> like really? When I was a kid, it was not something that I remember even seeing. Maybe growing up in the South, like we had some, Maybe. we had some strange stuff. I mean, like you guys got your giblets and all that stuff. And, yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> I could get, I could throw down with some collard greens, collard greens. Well, I, okay, I'm done with that. I, the, but, here's the sad thing. I was actually meats. born in Atlanta. Okay. But. Oh, dirty South. Yeah. Come on, man. But the thing is I left when I was only months old. Oh, so well, I didn't yeah, get the proper, yeah. so I didn't get the accent either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. up on the West coast with all the gringos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, um, okay. So kind of like to, to wrap this up, um, Porto versus Braga, mm. a lot of similarities. Definitely. Who a lot of think, differences as well. Who do you think that, like, what type of person do you think that Braga is right for? You know, it's tough to say. I mean, I'm going to rope Lisbon into this as well, do it. even though it's not necessarily the focus of the episode. Um, what I've noticed in trends from just my own kind of what I've seen through YouTube, through people that I've met, through social media, that it seems like a lot of the people that end up in Lisbon are going to be the people who've maybe done a little bit less research. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm not saying this in a bad way. It's just, it's, there are certain types that are attracted to certain places, but mm. a lot more digital nomads will end up in Lisbon. Yeah. And I found people who are maybe looking for that similar type of lifestyle, but mm. like at a little bit of a lower budget, they'll mm. start looking at Porto. But by that time, they're already starting to do a little bit more research into the country and what's available and what you can find here. Mm. And so I've noticed a little bit more of a trend for people in Porto to be a little bit better researched. And they're maybe looking to stay there for a little bit longer term. I've noticed my personal, again, this is just my opinion, extreme generalizations here. I'm not saying everybody does this, but a lot of the people that end up in Lisbon are maybe more willing to be transient and maybe trying it out for six months, a year, yep. a year and a half. It's a good but then point. Porto, it's like a little bit longer. But I would say then Braga becomes kind of more interesting for people who are also looking for a place that's less expensive than Lisbon, mm -hmm. less expensive than Porto. Settle uh, for longer. I settle for longer and have done even more research because that by the time that, because a lot of people have never heard of Braga just mm -hmm. to begin with, it's starting yeah. to become more of a place that you find. Even like today I was on um, Threads, the new Instagram, the a Twitter competitor, mm. and I like, it's still not available technically here in Europe, but I saw someone, uh, an American influencer posting uh, from Bon Jesus. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Just yeah. that it popped up on my feed, happened to be here. But um, I would say the people that come here are already there. They've done a little bit more research. They've already even looked at other places like Aveiro or Coimbra in different parts of the country, even Silver Coast, yeah. comparing prices, looking at what's available and that they're maybe here for a little bit more long term. Not that everybody will be, because even here in That's Braga, right. you'll still have the people that will come uh, just hopping off the plane and say, OK, how do I get a visa now? <laughs> yes, like, that exists everywhere. everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I would say, I feel like I see less of that in Braga or amongst the people that end up in Braga, uh, rather than in other parts of the country. Even if you look at some of the Facebook groups, mm -hmm. the questions that are asked in the different groups, you'll see a, a bit of a difference in what people are looking for. Like rather than how do I get the visa? You'll see more. How do I get the doctor? Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think to your point, like we have, uh, we have quite a few people who email us asking us questions, asking us what, 
where we think they should live. I get that a which, lot also. Which is funny. But yeah. the patterns that we're seeing uh, in terms of places that people are interested in, you have a, a wider demographic that is interested in Lisbon and mm-hmm. will move there. Although they tend to be more affluent. Yeah. And honestly, you should be more affluent if you're going to move there because, because oh, it's crazy there now. I, I would not move there on like social security pension. I think that would be a bit kind of reckless. Uh, yeah. Even Porto might be coming a little more difficult doing it there. Mm-hmm. You can find places on the outskirts of the city yeah. that accommodation wise would be fine. But we're finding younger people are more interested in Porto than Braga yeah, yeah. for whatever reason. There's more going on. There's more going on. There's but more there amenities. Are, uh, more young families that are starting to come make their way to Braga. And that's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good that we're we're spreading out as yeah. we as as people move here. Yeah. Spread out, find out more interesting places around Portugal because there are a ton of them. Oh, I mean, there's some places that people even places we haven't discussed that's it. that people just have never heard about and might never hear about that yeah. are really wonderful. But they should be on people's radar. Yeah. Raphael, thank you so much for your time, man. Thanks thank for, for letting us me. borrow the space. Of course. This is a, an amazing studio. We appreciate studio it. studio is studio. <laughs> appreciate that. Well, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely come back and take advantage of that. Glad to hear. Thanks, thank you man. for coming. Thank appreciate you for having me. <laughs> So listener, we know that you are preparing to move to Portugal. We did everything ourselves for the D7 visa. So we have a DIY D7 course. We also have a DIY remote worker course now since they've split those up. And if you're already here, we have a living in Portugal course for you. Now, the difference between the D7 and the D8 or the digital nomad visa course that you could get is if you have active income, you should be getting the digital nomad or D8 course. If you have passive income, you should be getting the D7 course. And we have a special promotion for anybody that is a listener of this podcast. If you type in podcast at checkout, you will get $15 off. So these will just guide you through exactly what you need. They stay up to date as things change. And once you purchase it, it's yours for life. So if you're not ready to go now, you can still get it and take a look and you can use it later on. And Kaylee is a mad lady and she is always updating the course so that it doesn't fall out of date. Well, I have to because they're always changing things and so it has to stay up to date. That's facts. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Let's Move to Portugal. Contact info for all the services mentioned are in the show notes. If you like the show, please subscribe. If you love the show, please tell a friend, connect with us on our socials, and if you want to help us out, give us a review on your podcast player. Expats Everywhere Presents Let's Move to Portugal is produced by Time or Money Productions. Expats Everywhere researches our guests, and we do our best to provide factual and relevant information at the time of the recording. Despite our best efforts, we can make no guarantees as to the accuracy of what you've heard in this episode. We highly recommend that you do your own research and check your own facts. 